Well, the Mielsen's War is still on vacation for the holidays. Let's air our other top two of 2022. You ready to hear First what of it all, was? Yes. Still on vacation yeah. are three words I love. <laughs> well, our listeners will also love listening again to our top two of 2022 other episode, which is our Changemaker series with Belinda Long. Remember that Ooh, one? Coach Belinda Long was awesome. And I can't yes. wait for you guys to remember how she changes the game by getting people to think differently, because that's one of our core qualities is thinking differently. That's right. And Happy New Year, everybody. And we will be back with a new episode for you next week. Welcome to 2023. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to an episode of Alika Hope and Change with your hosts, Alika Hope. And I am her ever-loving big brother, also known as Change, Emil. Change, yes. And you know, is there anybody else out there, any other podcast hosts out there that get to sing along with their own theme song, with themselves singing when the theme song comes on? I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say it's so rare, it may as well Mm. be no. I mean, the only thing I could think of is if some singer out there hosts a podcast, like does Mariah Carey have a podcast? Well, there's a bunch of them out there. So someone probably does this, but because we're here, you're unique. Because we're here, I'm unique. That's correct. I love that. And you're unique too. Thank you. you. Although I do not sing on our podcast, you know, song, Uh I think we have something going on. You know, um, Alika, today is a lovely day because we have a a guest. Lovely day. Tell us about our guest. Lovely day. So I'm going to introduce her formally in the second segment, but I can't wait to introduce you all to Walena. She's a coach. She is an entrepreneur. She is an an exciting um, individual. She's got skills that pay bills. And when I say skills that pay bills, I'm talking about bringing in the cheddar, the cheese, the moolah, the skrilla, the bread, the dough. Would that be money? The do-re-mi. Basolaki. Dough. You know... Email, I got to hand it to you and, and tell everybody out there that he is always meeting these guests and he's meeting people and bringing them on. And a lot of times they're beautiful women. I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything more. I'm just saying like, I look at them and I, and I'm like, wow, you are like a beautiful woman magnet. And I don't, and I don't mean that in any inappropriate way. It's just like you draw beautiful people more than just women. You draw beautiful people to you. Emails like, I got a guest for you. Oh, tell me about her. Tell me about her. And then I Googled her. I looked her up and I was like, she was beautiful on the outside because you can't tell on radio on a podcast, but she's gorgeous and she's beautiful on the inside. So Emil, you just keep bringing beauty to Alika Hope and Change. It is my Beauty pleasure. of all kinds. Alika, it is my much. pleasure. But here's how, here's how it works. This is, this okay. is what happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, what happened? You know, uh, uh, Elena and I, we are on this um, we'll, we'll just say it's like uh, speed networking, right? So okay. they, they link you up and then you have a one-on-one face-to-face or Zoom type conversation. Mm-hmm. And you can do things afterwards. You know, you can email one another and, and do businessy stuff. And nice. after our very first meeting, I was like, yo, this person's amazing. And I asked her, I said, can you please come on? And we'll talk about that when she's on for our next segment. But okay. it was just important because what I heard when we talked, yeah. It's something that you and I have been really trying to address with our podcast, and that is this concept of change. 
right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we do hope and change all the time. In our Change Maker series, we're looking for people who have a direct impact, but more importantly, they have the heart for impact. And when I yes. talk to Elena, I'm like, this is a person who, although she's not, you know, deeply experienced in business, has a heart for change and the good kind of change. She's putting people in positions to make decisions that are directly affecting their bottom line, the Mm -hmm. health and welfare of their family, the Mm -hmm. ability to earn. So it's like, how could I miss that opportunity? I love, I love the way you said that. And I love that you're out there. And now that your kids are grown, you have more time to be out there. Um, I have, what do I have? Seven years so I can be out there. I'm just playing. Um, but I'm oh, glad that one days. of us is count the days. <laughs> no. Yes, count the I days. I love my kids so much. It's like you know, it's a mixed feeling thing, and I'm sure Jamie Bye. can relate to this with his nephews. Because you know what, <laughs> I have enjoyed. What I was going to say is, it's like you love them. You love them so much when they're around, even though you want your freedom. But then when they're gone, you're like, I miss you. Maybe that's just me, and maybe it's maybe it's a maternal thing. I don't know. But um, somebody the other day was telling saying to me, watching my kids with um, her kids, and they've been friends for like eight years, and she said aren't you going to be sad? Like they're going to be leaving the nest soon. I looked at her. I was like, no. And then she started laughing. And I was like, well, no, I've loved every single stage. You know, when they, when they were two, everyone said, oh, this is a terrible age. I was like, I love it. Now they're becoming teenagers. Everyone says it's a terrible age. I love it. Like it's, it's change right there, right? Like all the different parts of life. And of course there's really hard points where being a mom or being a parent, you want to beat your head against the wall, but it's that change. All of those changes that kind of give you hope too. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so yes, I'm looking forward to the time when I have more freedom, but I also relish the time I have now with them. There, there it is. Like, if you're immersed in parenting, if you're immersed in the joy mm-hmm. of being, like, I loved being a parent of younger children. I loved all the way through uh, when they left home for college. But yeah. what made it special was I was immersed in every day. And that's yeah. what you're, that's where you are. You're like, you're immersed in every day. So yeah. it's not like you lament the past or you dread the future or dread the past and lament the future. Like it's just being here and appreciating yes. your children. Sometimes they have attitude. And in the mm-hmm. moment you're like, you know, check your attitude before I check it for you. <laughs> but as soon as you get past that, right, right. in the moment again, you know, yes. Like, hmm. right. Yes. So it's, mm-hmm. it's an ebb and a flow, but what makes it so joyful for me as a parent is like I go back in time mm-hmm. and no matter how bad a day I may have had, mm-hmm. the love I have for my children today, it s- just papers over all the really bad days. Well, that's it. I mean, I think that, that that's it. I think that's true with other relationships too, other long-term relationships. And, you know, the, the person who was, I was talking with um, the same mother, she and I have been friends for eight years. We've had our own ups and downs. And I tell you, she's one of my closest friends on the planet now because of the stuff that we've been through. Like we've worked through our own disagreements, right? And so it's kind of the same thing with the kids. Like you you work through that stuff where it's like, oh my gosh, you are so hard headed, but you're still there. You love them and you work through things and then it makes it stronger. And in many ways it's true for many romantic relationships. You got to work through things in order to really have change. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. In order to have change, you got to work, baby. Ooh, you know, you, you said a word there, sis. <laughs> oh, the, thank you. But see, yes. a lot of people they don't understand the word work. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a detour and talk about that's work, fine, right? Work and because work. Mm-hmm. we do what's called a labor of work love. and work. And this is the work that we do. Work and work. 
like a car wash. You get a little Good wet job. and soapy. You got it. Uh huh. Yeah. But at the end, it's clean and shiny. Nice. The labor then, of love is where yeah. we are. Well, that's where we are, though. It's like I want <laughs> to put this effort in to make my car shine. That's right. And then if your car is shiny and it gets a ding in it, it's okay. Because you can either fix that ding or just keep on driving that shiny car with the ding and just own your ding. Ooh, I love that own your ding. I lo- own your ding? You like yeah, that? Okay. We may we may have to, I don't know, trademark that or put it on a put it on a website, www.ownyourding.com. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, let's think about it real quick. Because well, <laughs> imperfection is part of perfection. Emil, I have to say this and I, I if I don't say it, I'm, then I'm going to regret it. But um, you know, do you remember that song? The reason why I don't know if I can say "Own Your Ding" and why I laugh so much is because you remember that song, "My Dingaling, My Dingaling." <laughs> I like to play with my dingaling, right? From like when was the '60s or something? So the minute that you said that, I was like, Tim. "Thank you." That was <laughs> those Tim. of you who don't like to sing. Um, so I don't know if we say "Own Your Ding," you think people will start cracking up like I just did? Uh, well, only us know, old it, people. Some, you know what? Let what? them. Okay. Let, let them, them crack up. Good. I like it. It could have multiple meanings. Exactly. We love double mm. entendre here at uh, Illegal Hope and Change. <laughs> we do. Sometimes we like triple. We don't even know. We got meaning upon meaning upon meaning. That reminds me of a song by a tribe called Quest where we say styles upon styles upon style is what we have. I don't know that song. Oh, but- you know Uh-oh. what? You're not oh, no. all about hip hop like I am. It's okay. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm, I am about '90s. I'm not about that old people hip hop that you like. Ooh, that, ooh, that you know what? That stung. And except that you have a seven in your birth date. Um, you know, but that's why they're called a tribe. But <laughs> they're so old, they they call themselves a tribe. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take a break, and we'll come back to introduce our guest. We'll be right back. <laughs> We are back. Uh, 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 uh. And Emil, you're going to introduce our guest. Take it away. So I have this dope guest, this amazing guest, this powerful guest, this wonderful guest. Her name is Walena Long. She is a coach, an executive career coach and senior technical recruiter for 10 years. Now, I'm not going to tell you the name of the company, but I will say it is one of those tech companies people love working for. She helps people have a competitive edge and thrive in corporate America so they can reach uh, their constant career success. She likes to see people grow. So she helps Mm -hmm. them create opportunities to do what they love. Mm -hmm. She has a unique perspective on how to find a job at a top company and Many people have used her proven strategies to land opportunities at companies like Amazon, Facebook, <gasps> uh, Salesforce, <gasps> Roblox. What? This Roblox. person is helping people overcome the hurdle that go that gets them into these top tier tech companies so they can mm. perform at the highest level and sustain that level over a career. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to you. Alika and our listening audience, Coach Walena Bort. Long, sorry. 
can't believe I, I just messed that up. I can't I, believe I had it. You it was perfect. God, you were so on fire. I was there. Oh, Elena, please well, do not hold that against me because I was on fire and lost my spot. Oh. Well, if I have any free Ford vehicles in my future, I'll take them. I got you. New day. As soon as I get a free Ford vehicle, I'm sending it to you. <laughs> Well, wow. thanks for, I, I'm glad to be a part of the tribe. Thank you. Well, we're mm-hmm. happy to have you. We sure are. And I got to ask, so, you know, tell us about yourself, about your background and, and your interests. Just, just in, I mean, Emil, you know, read a nice thing about you, but we want to hear it in your voice. Yeah. Thank you again, both of you so much for having me this afternoon. It is a true joy to be a part of the podcast. You guys are doing some really great things. I hear it's episode 79. So we're approaching 100. So excited to be a part of your journey. Um, But yes, I have been, um, as Emil said, in the recruiting space for over 10 years. I didn't plan to be a recruiter. I wasn't a kid who said, when I grow up, I want to be a recruiter. I uh, did not. (laughs) I thought uh, I was going to be, my mom was a teacher. So just like, you know, everyone else, you want to be like your mom or your dad. And so my mom was a teacher. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. My dad was a pastor. I thought for like half a second, I wanted to do that. (laughs) And then uh, realized in teaching, you really don't make a lot of money. And in preaching, my dad was not T.D. Jakes. So I uh, realized I needed to kind of create my own path. And so, you know, stumbled along the way, um, but eventually got into the corporate space and forged a um, position for myself in the company that I was working with at at the time. Literally self-taught myself all the things about recruiting and continue to just climb, climb, climb to the top to where I am now, where I help people who are where I used to be in their journey of trying to identify their space in technology, uh, in their careers, uh, but don't do not doing it aimlessly. A lot of people go through their careers and they're just looking for the next job versus planning for 15, 20 years down the line and strategically placing yourself in the right positions to get where you want to be. So that's what I help my clients do is to think for the future, not for just the now. Mm. So there's a big gap in what you just talked about. And I'm going to ask you to fill that gap. And sure. it's, it's really lovely to hear you talk this way. Um, in our conversations, you, you were talking about how people, and you said it just now, that people, you know, sort of short-sighted, they move job to job. And you're talking about strategic, long-term career planning. When was the, what was the trigger for you to say, there's a gap in how people are seeing this career planning, this this career strategy. Where was the where was that day or that moment where you were like, "Aha, there's a gap that most people aren't acknowledging." Mm. Mm, I think for me it was interviewing a lot of the same type of people and you can just tell who's happy with what they do and who's really not happy at what they do. If you would have had a, a plan in place, you wouldn't be entertaining jobs you really are interested in. Does that make sense? It does. I think for me, that's that's what I realized. This person is just um, going through the steps because it sounds good. You know, you want to work for these big tech companies, which is you know a dream for a lot of people. But uh, don't just accept anything sometimes either. If it doesn't feed you, if it doesn't align with your goals and your mission for your future don't just accept anything. So that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to teach people is to align to the correct path for themselves and not just settling. 
Do you think that people um, settle out of fear? I think people settle out of necessity Mm -hmm. uh, because they feel as though there's nothing else out there. So they just need to eat. And so they'll accept any and everything in terms of the offer, in terms of the terms of the agreement of employment, Mm -hmm. and they never come back to the table. Uh, what they don't know is they're typically 90% of the time leaving money on the table because we were prepared as recruiters, as a company to negotiate with you, but it's not our job to, to tell you that, you know, that's what preparation is for. You should know to, to negotiate that as well. So uh, a lot of people are leaving money on the table out, out of fear. Like you said, that we'll, we'll leave. If you ask for more, we'll leave. And that's, that's rarely the case. Okay. And are you, you're speaking um, more to tech fields or to a lot of different like uh, areas? It's universal. This, okay. the, the strategies that I, that I share with my clients is something mm-hmm. you can use everywhere in any position because no, negotiation, for example, is effective in your life, whatever it is, whether you're buying a house, you're trying to get a business loan, you're anything, your mm-hmm. kids, negotiating with your kids. I mean, all of these things <laughs> are beneficial for each person in their life at different points in their lives. That's great. So there's this there's this element of what you're saying, you know, that negotiation is big and people have often left money on the table because they assume that they can't negotiate. And that assumption is based a bit on fear, like it's intimidating to think that you might be able to talk Amazon or some large company into more money because, duh, they're, they're not trying to spend more money. But I think one of the things that you're able to glean out that I hear here is that the individual brings value to the company that's worth fighting for. So can you explain how a person can learn Mm. to see that value that is worth defending or worth fighting for? Can you help me just help our listeners understand what that means and how people can begin to acknowledge it? I think first and foremost, that comes with, with a level of confidence in self. Right. I think a lot of people, the difference between me and someone else is I'm me and they're them, you know. And so mm-hmm. what you're bringing to the table is a unique perspective on you. So first and foremost, it has to be internal, if that makes sense. It, it's, it's a level of believing that you have what it takes. Otherwise, they wouldn't offer it to you. So leaning on that fact of confidence that they want me, that they need me in, in, in so many words, um, will help you have that internal confidence to go back to the table and say, okay, this is what I require based on what I bring to the table. Um, what that is tangibly, of course, is going to be different to the individual. But I think that's the importance of also doing your due diligence on what is the company lacking and what and, and in the particular role that you're interviewing for, what does that team seem to be lacking in, and what void can you fill? How can you, you utilize your skills to make the team better and as a result, make the company better? So I think coming to the table with uh, tangible information on how you will make this company better is, is a, your employer will look at it as, okay, thank you. You know, they're not going to see it as an insult of, oh, well, we got everything right. We, that's not the case at all. We're always looking for opportunities to improve as a brand, as a company, and we want to bring people who can think for themselves and also bring value to the table as, uh, you know, they're coming from different backgrounds and different walks of life. That was well said, and I want to hear some more as soon as we come back from the break. We'll be right back. 
response to what Elena was saying before the break, which was uh, awesome. Actually, I've just learned a lot in, you know, the nine minute segment. I'm going to test Emil. So he doesn't know this, y'all. So Emil, what do you bring to the Leak of Hope and Change podcast table? What do you bring? What kind of value Whoa. do you offer? Whoa. <laughs> ah, ah. So I am the vibrant 50% of the Alika Hope and Change formula. Uh-huh. And I am, I what I play is straight man to you, my mm-hmm. sister, who is the comedian and the entertainer. And mm-hmm. although I am entertaining, I know how to maintain the line. And that's okay. my value. I can maintain the line while you do your entertainment, singing, comedy. And we work together. We're a blend. And Jamie yes. knows how to make sure that we sound amazing. So Jamie does his thing. I do my thing. You do your thing. And we're a team. Thank I you. Elena, Elena, how do you how do you feel about what Emil just said? Not not so much maybe, you know, like just I don't when I say how do you feel, I guess I'm saying like what's your assessment as a recruiter of what Emil just said? I think it was spot on. You know, of course I would add a few more action words in there. Oh, you know, oh, a few oh, ings. Mm-hmm. No, just kidding. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Remember that email. I, I just I burned verbs, blazoned, verbs. emblazoned into <clears throat> the cranial. There mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> See, y'all, we just we just had an action moment of of having Elena coach Emil right here on the podcast. Um, Emil, do you have more questions for our guest? That was impressive. I really do. Um, <laughs> Elena, one of the things that r- really sort of fascinated me about you, your business is, you know, you're trying to help especially people of color, people who are underrepresented in, in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've read in my research uh, in preparing for our show today is that uh, people of color often undersell themselves in negotiation. Can you talk a little bit about that and maybe how you solve that problem? Yes, yes. Um, honestly, I, I think it originates uh, truthfully from a slave mentality where, you know, our ancestors were taught the importance of doing what the authority told them to do and to accept the pennies that they receive for their labor. And so as a result, that continues to trickle down the, you know, down our, our line, our lineage mm-hmm. to my ancestors, my parents, my grandparents who said, just as long as you're working 40 hours a week, you've got a good job. As long as you've got weekends off, you've got a good job. Who cares? Just be grateful that you have said job versus is there more? should what else is there it's just about accepting and so i think the mentality has continued to trickle into our my generation of uh, mindset shifts of okay there is actually more you know i'm kind of stretching out of the box that we've been placed in to think that there is more opportunities out there the the gap is there's not a lot of training to teach you how to do that because our parents can't tell us how to do it because they just accepted what was given to them. And they retired at 65, 70, mm-hmm. broken down, brittle on their rocking chair. And now 
when we're looking back at them, we realize we don't want to have the life that they have right now, unfortunately. We want more. So we, I think a lot of us yearn for more opportunities, but we're not quite the action takers at times to position ourselves to get there. So the coaching that I've created is aligned to teach people how to rethink the process and for it to be more natural. You know what I mean? It, it should be something that you just know that there is more and just believe in it versus, well, is it, uh, you know, questioning everything, questioning yourself and then uh, coming back to the table with less opportunities versus shooting for the stars. And as they say, if you fall, at least you're landing amongst them or whatever the saying is. Yeah. Um, but just providing yourself it's okay to fail. I should say it's okay to fail. At least you tried, you know, that is wild. Um, well, Anna, thank you for saying that because I need our listeners to understand that a big part of Alika hope and change and the way that we see the world is that we, you know, my, my sister tells terrible dad jokes Mm -hmm. and thank you. And, and many times (laughs) she has failed miserably (laughs) At telling them. Wow, he went there. Yet, mm-hmm. she tries and tries again. <clears throat> because she um, knows the value of a good one, if she ever tells one, is worth all those failures. Um. So, Elena, uh, uh, I was going to comment on what you said until Emil, yes, he went there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I tell people that because people have said, I had someone who said to me the other day, how have you done so much? And I said, because I failed it so much. So I'm 100% in agreement with you. Like until we embrace that it's okay to fail because that shows that you're making an effort and that you're trying to change and grow, you can be stagnant. So I I really love what you just said. Um, A lot of people don't know that it's okay to fail. Um, So thank you for saying that. May I say something else? Please do. I think it's important to know um, from from the perspective of what I do is that although it is okay to fail, Sometimes things are created to make life a little easier, you know, as they say, you know, we could still be riding around with horse and buggy if Ford didn't try and create a, a car for us to drive. So just because it started hard doesn't mean it has to, does not mean it has to stay that way. So that's mm-hmm. why coaching is also important. If you know someone that's a little bit advanced, a little further down the line in what you're trying to accomplish, ask for help. It doesn't have to be proper. It can just be a colleague or a friend who's done a little bit more than you are, but ask for help. You don't have to suffer in silence and keep failing, failing, failing until you get it right. Sometimes skip the line, as I like to say, go, you know, no one wants to sit in the Disney line for two hours. I'm paying the extra price to (laughs) skip the line, skip ahead. So, yeah. That's great. Asking for help is another thing people don't often do. You know, sometimes people are ashamed to ask for help. Um, And so it's good to let them know it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. It's wisdom to ask for help, but it, you know, several things sort of thematically line up uh, with what mm-hmm. you're saying, Wilena. Like you said, knowing what your value is, being self-confident, being uh, assertive in wanting to uh, be a part of a team and showing that your presence on that team will bring value to the organization. And then on top of that, just now you were talking about um, having the confidence to ask for help. Like, so all of these things are interrelated. They're all connected to this concept that I am not my failure. I am not my paycheck. I am not my uh, my mm. last worst thing I did. I am absolutely someone worthy of and capable of a high salary. Um, excellent uh, critique on my 
job evaluation and performance. Um, I am worthy of. And so these concepts that you're bringing to the table require people to practice knowing who they are and practice knowing how to bring out their best self at any given moment to advocate mm -hmm. on their own behalf. So, you know, and we only have a little bit of time left, but I want you to talk a little bit about that concept of self and how people, how you've seen, like, give us an example of how you've seen people come out of that shell. Yeah, absolutely. I have a client right now that just accepted an opportunity at another um, big tech company. Actually, I can say the name. It's not a big deal. Um, she just accepted an offer and started yesterday, in fact, with Salesforce. And she has been and had been in her current company for several years, very happy with what she was doing, but understood and realized that she was severely underpaid. Uh, when her and I began to connect, I, I do a lot of the legwork for my clients. So I have done some market analysis to understand what should she be paid based on her level of experience. And it was evident that she was underpaid and undervalued at her company. So we put some some work together. We, we I have a program that she went through and uh, she started interviewing. Um, she interviewed with Salesforce, received the offer. And when they asked, what does she want? We had already discussed what are what are what aligns with the salary that you should expect and that you should deserve. Typically, a lot of people think, "Oh, I can't really get that much more. Only three percent, this and that and the other." But the secret and the truth is, typically, you receive your biggest raise when you leave your current company. So, she who was already making six figures was able to go in with the tools and the leverage that, you know, I had taught her and that she was able to utilize based on her experience. And she doubled the offer. Wow. And she was already making six figures. What? And uh, surprisingly enough, what's even funnier is that she went back to her current company, told them that she was given an offer at another company. She's going to have to leave. And they agreed to match her current new offer, no. which was double the double. <laughs> so no. you're leaving money on the table because she never asked for more. So then it just kind of ticks you off because it's like, dang, Navit, you could have been giving me all this money this whole time and the you're only going to pay me my work yeah. now. Uh, so yeah. Thank That's you a great for story. That, yes. That is awesome. So well, yeah. Lena, I got it. Um, just as we close out today, could you tell everyone how to reach you? What's the best way to get in touch with you if they would like to work with you and learn more? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a program that's starting um, in the next month. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in a free consultation to see if you align with my program, you can find me at coachwalina.com and sign up uh, to have a free consultation to discuss your long-term career plan and see if we can work together. Great. Coachwalina.com. And are you on Instagram? I am. My Instagram is coach underscore Walina. All right. So everybody go to Instagram. We're going to have Brie link up our Instagram with hers. And this has been very informative. I've just learned things that I didn't even know about. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go ask the boss of Alika Hope and Change to double my salary. Oh, wait, that's me. Okay. never mind. So it's been a pleasure having you on today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Elena. We really appreciate your time today. Um, great, great, great show. And to our listeners, Make sure you remember to hit us up on Insta at Adelika Hope and Change and Coach Rolina at Coach underscore Rolina, W-I-L-L-E-N-A. We are very thankful to have had you on today. Really yes. appreciate you. Thank you so much, you guys. All right. And y'all have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye now.
If you enjoyed what you heard today on Alika Hope and Change, please head over to iTunes to rate the show and leave a review. It's really the best way for you to show your support for the show. And bonus, it costs you $0. Join the conversation on Instagram, share this episode with your friends on social media, or just tell others by word of mouth. Thank you and keep sharing hope and change.